listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. What's up, Denver? Chris Lopez here, and today we're going to be talking about a deal we helped our clients buy. It's a fourplex in the Denver neighborhood of Ruby Hill. I got Preston Newberry in the studio, who's going to be my co-host. I was also the agent on the deal. Preston, how are you, and why'd you like this deal? Chris, I'm doing great. Happy to be back in the studio and uh, going through some deal analysis with you. And this was actually a really, really fun deal to do. It was with some repeat clients. This was uh, a property that we found and we're able to kind of negotiate and get through uh, some really interesting deal, you know, parts of this deal. It was turnkey, it was ready to go fit our client's lifestyle. And it was just one of those things that kind of everything fell into place and it made for a really fun transaction. Great. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one to talk about. And let's start off and talk about just kind of give our the client profile on here because I think it's Absolutely. important for the context because some people are going to steal and say, wow, that's an amazing transaction. I was like, you know what? That's not an amazing transaction. And it's not right or wrong. It's just where you are in life. It's where you are in life and what fits your investing goals and what's going on. And that was what was really cool about this is that these uh, these are some repeat clients. They bought a handful of properties with us, sold some stuff with us, and they have a lot of other things happening in their life. Uh, they're getting ready to welcome in uh, a new baby to their life. They've got a very successful and growing business. So they're just looking for simple, easy transactions that can add to their real estate portfolio that aren't going to cause them a lot of headache. And I mean, we can fast forward because this property, I mean, during the whole process, they have actually walked it, right? They didn't. Um, we saw that it was on the market. We actually ended up getting it under contract as another deal was falling through on it. And so we jumped on it right away. I was able to go check out one of the vacant units. I did a video walkthrough with them um, and we pulled the trigger that same day on writing a contract and getting it under contract. And this is where, like, I think this is just a good value add that we're really focused on for our clients is, you know, this is why you spend time up front. Hey, what, what's your goals? What's your strategy? What's your personality like what's your risk tolerance all this so we try to understand what it what it is yep. and have that carry throughs help them you know buy and sell properties and in this case this was not the first property that you know they invested or used us to help them buy or sell but they had that trust in us and we we knew what they were looking for so able to go out there show them properties and they're able to trust you as boots on the ground to say you know what Preston, we know we like we trust you and if you say this is good all this you know our criteria we're good to go Yep. And that's what's awesome with, you know, working with clients and how we kind of build up our relationships. And like you said, we know what their profile is, what they're looking for. I mean, even with these guys working with their lender, we've used the same lender for every transaction. So everybody knows kind of what the moving pieces are and what we need to do to get deals done and what everybody's comfort level is. So it just makes for a really smooth transaction and something that, you know, again, is, is fun for all of us to do because we know uh, how to how to make the deal happen. And the last thing I'll say on this one, we'll jump on the deal is, I mean, between the relationship and they know what they like and they don't like now, they bought some properties, you know, we don't like this type of property, let's move into other properties, other asset classes. Um, it's become very systematized. And I think having a systematic approach in terms of just, hey, the same people, uh, a mindset, Here, check the boxes, yeah. right? Like boom, boom, boom. All right, we're good to go. Exactly. Yep. So all of that. So this is again not their first property, but they had more capital deploy, want to do this. So take us back here. What what was the loose criteria looking for? Because this was a fourplex. What were they looking for and how it lead up to this one? So uh, big things for them is they wanted another fourplex. Um, they had just got done uh, selling a couple other smaller properties they had. They wanted to move in and um, and get you know uh, another fourplex. We closed on one with them a little over a year ago, I guess it was. Um, and so for them, they really liked that style of property. They wanted something that was turnkey, uh, in an up and coming area. 
Uh, cash flow wasn't huge for them, but they obviously didn't want it to be something that was losing money. So, you know, that was nice. They're basically just looking to put some money in an up and coming area, deploy their capital and ride the appreciation rate wave. But they also wanted something that didn't need a lot of work. So turnkey was really, really important to them. Great. All right. So we're going to start plugging the numbers to spreadsheet. So we'll do our best to talk the numbers so you can understand why you're listening. Yep. I've gotten feedback from, from some events we've put on or talking to people that, I would recommend if you're a newer person, definitely check out the blog notes or the blog post with the notes or watch the YouTube video for the more details of it because we do fire hose lot numbers on here. But we are using Joe Massey's rental spreadsheet. We download for free on the website on the uh, toolkit we have up there. And so I'm gonna plug in, it's a Ruby Hill fourplex, four units. Four units. Select investment property. Uh, what was the purchase price on here? So purchase price was 1.249 million. All right. So 1.25. 25% down is what we ended up doing on this one. And they were doing a 30-year conventional? 30-year yep, conventional. Which requires a 25% down payment. So since it's a 20% or greater down payment, no mortgage insurance. Yep. And multifamilies for investments require a 25% down payment for 30-year fixed. What was a ballpark just closing cost on this property? Uh, about 9,900 bucks. Okay. Yeah. So, and then yeah. in terms of repair costs, seller credits, all that. Uh, nothing to go there. This was completely turnkey. Uh, every unit had just been renovated. There was actually one unit um, that was still vacant, um, but had a lease signed on it. So we were able to get in and look at that one before we closed on the property, which was nice. But um, yeah, completely updated, turnkey, ready to go. New appliances, carpet, flooring, paint ready to rock and roll. And what's the layout? What was the mix? The bedroom, bathroom mix? They're all two bed, one bath. Okay, so yep. all two ones, are two they ones. up, down, so two house? units up, two down, two units down, um, nice walkway in between each unit. Uh, there was off street parking behind, uh, behind the building as well, which was a nice added bonus, as well as plenty of parking out front in the street. Um, I mean, even the landscaping had been redone, all the rocks, the back pavement for the parking area, like this place was ready to rock. So not just a cosmetic remodel, but the whole property. The whole and, property. Okay, and that's nice. what's cool that this seller, um, this is what he likes to do. He's got a general contracting company, but this is kind of one of his side gigs. He loves to go in and just rehab multi-unit buildings. So he does three or four of them a year. Um, and so, you know, he kind of focuses on this part of town and this area. And actually I just completed on closing on one uh, right next door to this property, doing the exact same thing. So we, we knew the comps, we knew, you know, what to look for. We knew that everything was going to be good in this neighborhood for this property. All right. And even though it's turnkey property, the client still the inspection, but nothing yep. major popped up. No, just a bunch of punch list items, which you'd expect from, you know, from a rehab, you know, so, um, Hey, there might've been a couple outlets that weren't working. You know, the furnaces needed to be cleaned a couple little things here and there, but seller took care of everything. They were super fun and super easy to work with. Um, so it made, made the transaction roll along. Fantastic. What was the interest rate on this loan? Take a guess. What do you think, Chris? Uh, fourplex here, 3.5. 3.375. Wow. Yeah. Three Got a killer wow. deal on this. Yeah. That, ooh, that's a great rate on there for 30 year fixed. Um, okay. What were the monthly rents of the units? So uh, each unit, was, there were three of the four units that were leased up before we went under contract. Those were leased up at 1550 each. Okay. Um, and then we were actually able to market the uh, the vacant unit while we were still under contract. After we got through inspection and all that stuff, we got permission from the seller to market it with our uh, buyer's property management company. So as soon as we closed, we would actually have a tenant ready to go on that at 1550 as well. 
great. And what so, was the a little uh, bit under market for kind of what we expected, but it was again one of those things. It's easy, no brain damage. We know we know what to do. Everything's leased up. Um, all of the leases, surprisingly, were all set up as month to month, um, which was something that's other also kind of unique from the seller and that he likes to go in and do that. So that whenever he sells a property, obviously it's ready to go. Tenants are in place, but um, it gives a buyer a little bit of flexibility after closing as far as how they want to structure leases and move forward with the property. That's that's actually an interesting way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so the lease, the last unit, did you know that our clients was a year lease or they they stick with a month to month? No, they did a year lease. Okay. Yep. All right. So 1550 across all four units. So a gross rental income about $6,200. bucks. Yep. What do we want to run for vacancy on here? Uh, so we ran 3% vacancy, 3% rent increases, um, and 5% appreciation. So pretty standard stuff. Um, I think that's very conservative, especially for the market that we're in right now. Uh, but again, this kind of fits the same profile of the other properties they've had. So it was just, hey, does this fit the boxes? This is this is what we're going to go with. All right. Property management. I know they're using it. They are using it. Um, runs them, it uh, looks like about 9% is what they're paying for property management. All right. So we'll say 9% there. Yep. And the monthly reserves, this is always an interesting thing to debate because people calculate differently. It's a turnkey property. Should we keep lower, higher? What did you guys run at? So um, after some debate and kind of talking back and forth for me, you know, personally, I would probably run it somewhere around 5% on a turnkey unit like this. Um, with their experience and knowing how much work had been done to this place and everything, they actually underwrote it at 3%, um, which I still think, you know, obviously we like to be very, very conservative, but I think 3% is very realistic knowing that all the systems, all the major systems have been done, sewer line, electrical, um, all the furnaces, water heaters, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, we underwrote it at 3%. All right. So we'll put 3% in there. Yep. We can come back and play with that after we uh, underwrite it. HOA, I'm assuming it's no? No HOA. Taxes. Uh, real estate taxes were 2850 2850 Property insurance? 2478 So 24, yeah, almost 2500 bucks. All right. Now, I'm assuming this multi, like most multis in Denver, one water, sewer tap. Yep, one water, sewer tap, everything else um, was separately metered. Uh, from the previous bills we had from the seller, it was running about 100 to 120 bucks a month. Um, but I think the plan, For the water? Yeah, for okay. the water. So I think the plan uh, with the new property management taking over the leases is eventually implement rubs and build that back to the tenants. But again, it was one of those things, let's just get people in place, let's get you know leases done. And then you know over the next 12 months, we can kind of deal with that. So we ran it at 1500 bucks uh, for the year for water. And okay, so we'll say 1500 bucks for there. Trash. Uh, city and County of Denver. That's so right, it's Denver. Yep. No other, no other expenses. Uh, it's all zero scape. There's really no grass or anything to worry about or mow. So, um, ready to rock and roll. And you said separate electric and separate gas. Correct. And probably no, nothing major for common area stuff. No, nope. No common area stuff. I mean, it's all got tr new Trex decking on the, the landing up front. Oh, wow. Um, all new concrete out front. Um, and yeah, so there's not going to be really any snow removal or anything like that. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. So as far as other operating data, I mean, we didn't That's underwrite. It? Yeah, we, we didn't underwrite any other operating data. I mean, obviously, if we wanted to be a little bit more conservative, you know, knowing we've got repairs and maintenance where they're at, you could plug in maybe another thousand bucks a year just for miscellaneous stuff. But again, you're just kind of, you know, yeah. teeter tottering back and forth. It's it's not going to move the needle enough to make a big difference. All right. Well, we'll jump to the cash flow tab to see what the returns are like, and then we'll come back and change a few numbers around here as well. So. They were all in for about $320,000 with their 25% down payment plus, you know, $10,000-ish in closing costs. So $320,000. Expected annual rental income is about $74,000. Subtract out vacancy and expenses. 
We're about a $56,000 net operating income, which is your income before your, your uh, mortgage debt. After their mortgage payment, they're cash flowing about $6,800 a year. Wow. I was not expecting that high of a number. Yeah, it's actually turned out to be a lot a lot better than we were kind of even looking for in other properties, right? Knowing yeah. the condition of this place and everything else that it had going for it. Like for us, this was a home run. So let's talk about this because this I think this is a great time to talk about just properties and people's expectations because it's yep. a 2.1% cash on cash return at $67 a year and it's a 4.5% cap rate. So some people look at that and it's like, oh my gosh, that's not what I want. Yeah, that's, some people get say that's, that's terrible, that's not yeah. great, whatever the case is. But um, I think the big thing to go back to where we started at the beginning of this is like, what is the client's profile? What are they comfortable with? What is their ultimate goal? What are they trying to do? Um, and knowing again, this place was turnkey, no headaches. They could put their money down. We can get a transaction done, close in 30 days and move on and not have to, you know, put a bunch of other waves and everything else they had going on in their lives. This was a perfect deal for them. And I'll add on too, like, I mean, I, you know, I know, you know, we know them personally, like, you know, their, their highest, best use time is them focusing on their business. Yep. They've built a very successful business. They're growing it and they're going to get much more higher return on there than spending a bunch of time on real estate. So that's where their active attention and time goes into. Yep. And as they have, you know, uh, savings, they're able to go out there and employ in real estate and want to buy a relatively good deal in the market that fits all the check boxes you mentioned. So this is where it's really important to match up people's profiles and where they're at in life and understand that, hey, one deal that someone else is doing might, might be a great be, deal for them, but yeah, it you. Might, might not be a good fit for somebody else. And it's all about those expectations and also the market conditions and what, you know, what are you looking for and can we make it happen? Because overall, we're still looking at about a 30% return on their money uh, when we look at cash flow, appreciation, debt pay down, and depreciation. And that comes out to about an estimated $100,000 in return the first year on those four quadrants. Now, if you don't understand those numbers, check out the um, course we have on underwriting properties. It breaks down how all four of those numbers add up to give you your total return because there's more than just cash flow when yeah, it comes there's, to there's buying properties. There's more than just the cash coming in the bank that, that'll uh, equate to what you're getting from your real estate portfolio. Especially for these clients, they're, you know, this is retirement, this is building uh, you know, uh, legacy assets, and this yep. is just a great long-term wealth building aspect and not the highest cash flow of the day. You got it. So let's go back and change a few numbers on here. Let's say, let's put vacancy up at 5%. Let's put monthly reserves at 5%. Um, and oh, and let's say, okay, so we'll do that. And we'll come back and change one more thing. Well, now their cash flow drops from 6,700 to about $3,700. Now we changed two variables on there, 5% vacancy to 3% vacancy and 3% repairs and maintenance to 5%. So we changed some numbers on there. And this is where we have to look at, hey, these are estimated numbers. Here's the range we expect to get a return in. Exactly. And obviously we don't have a crystal ball, right? So at the end of the day, it's all about, hey, best case scenario, worst case scenario, what, what is this gonna happen and how is this gonna affect the property? And are you still okay with that? And then we talked about doing some rubs implementation, you know, uh, utility bill back. And so that could be for what water and trash. Yep. Um, Cause they're already paying their electric and sewer. So, I mean, what? and I also think that those rents are a little bit under market to be honest with you. Um, okay. you know, whenever we kind of ran through things um, as we're looking at it, you know, I think market rent there is probably gonna be somewhere around 1650, um, especially for a unit like this uh, that's completely rehabbed. So, I mean, again, for them, it was not one of the biggest concerns is getting the highest and best rent. It was, Hey, we've got tenants in place. This place is stabilized. Yep. 
you know, we can move on with it, but there's definitely a little bit of upside in the rents there. Well, then plus as the leases turn, they can just go on there and bump up their rents, which is a very easy thing yep. for their property manager to do. Bump up their rents, charge back for a little bit of water usage and trash and good to go. So what, $16.50 plus $25 for water? Yeah. To be conservative. So we're talking $16.75. So that's a buck twenty-five bump on all those. Let's see what that does. And so that brings the total rent income about $67 a month. And we'll leave the underwriting the same that we just made those changes on vacancy and repairs. Well, now the annual cash was about $8,600 a year. And that's with our more conservative numbers on repairs and maintenance and vacancy, right? Yeah. So if we put vacancy back at 3% and we put repairs and reserves at 3%, now we're talking about $12,000. So this is one of the things that's really important to look at is we just ran through the same property, made a couple adjustments, and we had a difference of basically about $3,000 to $12,000 a year in cash flow. I think those are kind of the extremes. Yeah, it's definitely high the, and low, yep. but um, it just goes to show all the different levers that you can pull with you know your rental properties and especially the multifamily stuff. And it's really fun to be able to look at those um, and know that there's some potential upside here. And worst case scenario, it's still not gonna be a losing property. And the last thing I'll say on here is that when we change those numbers back and up the rent income, it's now at a 4.9% cap rate, which, you know, hey, if we put these up over next year, you know, we're talking four tenths of a cap rate. But if you see a 4.5 versus a 4.9, for a lot of people that change their interest on the buy side. Mm-hmm. And again, take that number with a grain of salt because there's some easy rent upgrades um, on here. Yeah. You take it and don't worry about a few bucks for the first six months. Yeah. And that's just it. You know, get your money in play, get in the market make deals happen. And as long as they're, you know, a base hit or a double or a triple, you don't always have to find that home run because at the end of the day, it's going to be better off in the long run. All right, Preston, this is fantastic. So as we wrap this up, what would you, you know, we have other investors out there listening. We have newer investors have not bought Mm -hmm. the first property. We have seasoned investors. You've done a lot of deals. You help these clients go from buying their very first rental property, and now they've moved on to you know quite a few. What's a big takeaway or piece of advice you give other investors out there when they look at this deal and this thing take in mind as they go forward with their portfolios? I think the biggest thing for me um, and the biggest takeaway here is making sure you've got a good relationship with the real estate agent you're working with and making sure that everyone within the transaction understands what the expectations are and what is in your buy box, right? Um, so, you know, what do you mean buy box? As far as like what what fits the criteria of a property you're looking for, you know, and, and that goes into everything that's in your life. What are your long-term goals? What's happening? Um, and just making sure that that fits what you want to happen at this point in your portfolio. Because again, somebody might look at this and say, oh, that's not enough cash flow or those numbers don't work for me. But in a different person's, you know, scenario, it's a great property and they don't have to worry about it. So I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is that not every property is going to be a good deal for everybody, but knowing what you have and understanding that and being comfortable with it allows you to pull the trigger and move on. And there you go. Wonderful. Preston, thank you. This was fantastic and great job on this deal and helping our clients out. So listeners out there, if you guys have questions, you can always reach out to me or Preston here at the Envision Advisors. This is stuff we love doing. And if you're just getting to investing or have an existing portfolio, please reach out to us. As we mentioned in the beginning, we try to take the time up front to really learn your goals, what you want to achieve, and actually put together a strategy. Then worry about buying a property or making moves in your portfolio. But the conversation, the strategy comes first. See if we can help you out and put the game plan together. So Preston, awesome, man. Have a great day. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris.